Welcome to Happy Hour, Happy whatever the hell day this is, everybody. Thursday, something like that. I don't know. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Campbell. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. Glad to have you on board as it is truly, certainly for uh, the man sitting across the, the desk from me, the most wonderful time of the year, truly. Yes, tonight is finally that night. Drop the puck. Should be the new national anthem. Yeah. Really should. Nobody would take a knee during this. <laughs> How could you? And if you do, you're, you're sentenced to, to death by uh, fighting Darren McCarty. <laughs> Wings take on the New Jersey Devils tonight. 7 o'clock puck drop. And maybe you'll get to watch it if you have ESPN+. Plus, Which I do. Because it's not going to be broadcast anywhere else. Just please... I, I haven't seen anything official yet. Just please, please tell me it's not Leah Hextall on play-by-play tonight. Yeah, I, it, For the love of God, don't let I it be will, that. I, the signs will all be there. I'll post on there. Well, um, watching the Wings game on mute, <laughs> turning on uh, you know AM whatever for Ken Cal and, and uh, Paul Woods. Yeah, that's there, there will certainly be signs, I, I mean, no doubt. People have done that even before Leah Hextall. She can't be blamed for that, but sometimes... Some of those. Uh, she can't, however, be blamed for being terrible. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there is that. This isn't even, by the way. A, oh, oh, they're they're just a bunch of sexist a holes. No, I think uh, AJ. What's what's her? I can't pronounce that damn last name of hers. Uh, Malasco or Malenko or whatever. She's fine in the in the you know the the color chair. Uh, Emily Kaplan, who does the sideline stuff, entirely you know they're, they're entirely good at what they do. Yeah. She just really, really, really isn't. Well, I like. It. And this is in all sports, pretty much. The color chair is typically for somebody who has really played the game. I don't know if Leia Hextall has played the game. I know she comes from a background. She has not. No, I think she she is strictly a journalism background. Now, I have one. heard like Cami Granado uh, do color commentary. Uh, fantastic player for women's uh, hockey and Team USA. I want to hear what she has to say because she's played the game. She knows what's going on. I want to hear somebody in the color chair that has played the game. Is she on the either of the broadcast this year? Do you I, know? I've I heard remember. her I've heard her I believe it was for uh uh back NBC. Okay. Like, like Malesko was a uh, like she played uh she won a gold in the, in the 98 and a silver in 02. Like she actually has played the game and yeah, like you like you said Granado obviously. Yeah. Hextall's more the the journalism side and also the just not really having a good particularly good voice side. The Art Regner. <laughs> I what do you got against Art, man? There's <laughs> <laughs> good Art people. Regner. Art Regner just every time he gets on the broadcast, like when he he, uh, he helps out with the broadcast for like the prospects tournament and stuff like that. It just sounds like sounds like he just got done with like a three day bender. <laughs> it's like why don't you just put Artie Lang up there? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you've watched this team for the last decade, you'd probably be on a three-day bender or two yourself. Yeah, yeah. And also have been. <laughs> yeah, but if I knew I had a... Well, okay. That, I, I was about That's to say, if lie. I knew I had a job to do... I, no, and he's, uh, and he's vacationing in uh, Traverse City. So I, I guess. I, I, I guess, but still. I don't know. Uh, so. so that's going to be interesting tonight. But, yeah, playing the New Jersey Devils, a team that we both said, uh, we both, I believe, predicted. I think I had them uh, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, I don't have them going to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I know they're going. They're going they're, to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the Oh, yeah. They're going to win at least one playoff series, I think. 
I don't think I don't think either one of us would disagree on that. One of the uh, bold predictions I made yesterday was that Austin Matthews was going to win the Rocket Richard. He's on his way. He got a hat trick last night. That he did. So I got. I do also have a Red Wings question I do want to get to, and maybe we'll, sure. we'll do that in the next segment here okay. about this team and expectations and so on and so forth. We'll do that next. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Florence and the Machine, your local alternative is Solid State Radio. It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahawk. I'm Sean Cantwell, and, and we got to talk. We got to talk about your Detroit Red Wings and this season and a certain general manager who's getting a lot of um, who, who's been getting a lot of excuses made by a good chunk of this fan base for a while. Yes, we're now entering year five of the rebuild. Yes, or at least year five of the rebuild under Steve Eisman. He's been here five years already. This is year five. Oh wow! Okay. It should be time to expect playoffs, right? Yes. I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to make excuses if this team ends up being a seller at the deadline, if they end up tanking again, if you're not at least like I can accept obviously making the playoffs first and foremost, I can accept being still in the chase the last weekend of the season. Mm-hmm. Anything short of that though. And I start, got to start really asking questions here. Yes. Cause I get that. I, I, I realize what. Steve Eisman walked into here. Ken Holland had basically left this team in ruins. Right. I get it. At the same point in time, in Tampa Bay, it didn't take nearly this damn long. Hell, when Eisman got there, they made the Eastern Conference Finals his first season as GM. Yes. And then after two years out of the playoffs, he made, I believe, three of the next five five seasons. He made the Eastern... No, four of the next six, I think, made the... uh, uh, made the playoffs, and three of those six made the Eastern Conference Finals again. Yes, you are correct. So he'd already done it at that point. He'd made the playoffs three times in his first five years in Tampa, and he was left with a fairly decimated roster with a up-and-coming Stamkos and Victor Hedman and a passer prime, LeCavier and St. Louis. Yes. Why are we making so many excuses for a fifth year of... It, it, like almost kind of like people are bracing themselves already. Like we're not going to make the playoffs again this year. And that's okay. Well, first of all, that's not the good uh, mentality to walk into this. You should expect the team to make an honest push and make the playoffs. I think they've done enough at the draft table. They've certainly done a lot with free agency. This is not the same team that was five years ago. And I would love to have the rosters side by side because then we could go through, okay, the, a lot of those were Ken Holland uh, experiments. I'm just going to throw out Anthony Mantha. Uh, Anthony Mantha was a draft for the Red Wings, and Eisman had to put up with that. He had since been traded to Washington. He is now out of a roster spot. He's fallen out of favor in Washington. There was that. Yeah, I hadn't been paying attention to that. At, apparently, Andreas Athanasiu was another player. Really, the only draft pick in the last couple of, excuse me, last couple of years before Eisman took over was Larkin. So he has had to pick up a lot of slack from Holland, and he kind of answered 
you helped answer our question right off the bat when you said he was able to coast into a, a, a Tampa Bay Lightning team that still had remnants from that 04 win. But also hadn't made the playoffs in the last three years. No. no he made didn't. a lot of moves there. Like he, he did actually make some major acquisitions that first year there. Yeah, he, yes, he did. He was able to get uh, 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 Drew Ann out of there. Uh, was Bill Davidson still – did he still own the team, or was he Was he? – I think Davidson was gone by this point in time, I believe. I just know in 04, Bill Davidson had the, had the Midas touch. Um, really, truly did. So I'm, when Iserman went over there, that was 2010 – oh, yeah, yeah. Bill Davidson, he, he was way gone. He was long gone. You asked, by the way, for the comparisons. I've got them up oh, on the screen for well, you. Well, here, let me. That, sp- that's your two I rosters. I got a new chair that's got wheels, so watch this. Oh, look at you go! <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you just riding in style all of a sudden? Okay, so and this was oh, for the 2019-2020 season. Yeah, so I was in his first year. Is that what you're looking for? The, his first year's GM and yep. this one. Yep. I mean, you had, uh, I mean, you had some players that just like the Dennis Chalowski did not pan off. No, that was the st- Jonathan Erickson was was in there. Jonathan Erickson was, as is now, trash. Uh, yes. Uh, you had the ghost of Valtteri Filipula. He was not the Filipula that helped win a Stanley Cup in 08. No, not by any means. Uh, now you look at this team, there's a lot of things that handpicked by Eiserman, and Eiserman really follows the Herb Brooks uh, motif in that he's not looking for the best players. He's looking for the right players. He's gone through and he's done his research, so that's why you know uh, he's he's bringing in Clem Costin. Like what? Why, why is he bringing this this guy over? But he he's he's got a plan. It's now it's become his team. That being said, he's also running out of excuses. Absolutely, is it crazy? By the way, the only two guys on both those rosters, Fabry and Larkin. That, like that, such a complete like changeover in the roster since. Yep, I mean absolutely, because then uh, yeah, 2019, 20. That's well, that was his first year. That was his first year in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, I just it, we just don't seem that far removed from it because I'm looking at some of the names. Like, well, yeah, it's only uh, 2021, man. I mean, I mean, you. So he was <laughs> having to still have to deal with a lot of choices made by, uh, Kenny Holland. So these outrageous contracts. He didn't have a, a Steven Stamkos, who was a number one pick, uh, a star from the OHL. He didn't have uh, Vincent LeCavalier and Martin San Louis with them. Yeah, but they were on their last legs anyway. But he, at this point now, you're five years in, he has overhauled the entire roster. Like, yeah. that, is, that is all Stevie built right there, with the exception of your captain and Fabry. So well, I mean, well, not the excuses to, yeah. are gone now. Yeah, I mean, and not. I don't want to be an excuse machine here, but I am going to churn out a couple here. <laughs> last, <laughs> last season, there was injuries, just like there was for every NHL team. There's also a lot of issues with with a uh, Verana. Is he in the lineup? Is he out of the lineup? Is is, is he, he going to play for is, this team again? And, and then it's Eisman pretty much pulled that trigger. He made the decision for him. Said, "Nope, you're not." So. I mean, which you, realistically probably needed to happen. I mean, you you have a lot of players on this team that you didn't have the couple of years ago. David Perron, Alex DeBrinket, which I'm excited to see, see what he can uh, bring to the team this year. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you're getting some of these free agents 
wanting to come here that you could, you didn't get with Kenny Holland and Mike Babcock and and stuff like that. I just think should Red Wing fans be impatient? I, yes, sort of, but with a but. I mean, we are spoiled. Red, no, Wing we, fan, Red Wing fans are certainly spoiled. I'll I'll grant you that, but also. They've now been, we're now going to be talking a decade since your last playoff appearance. Like, I'm not saying I, need, I expect cups every year. I've had three of them in my lifetime, four of them in my lifetime. Yes. But I am saying a decade between playoff appearances is inexcusable. Yeah, and we, d- we definitely don't want to go rebuild. to another 42-year drought like there was between 1955 and 1997. Not trying to be but, the Dead Wings again, man. No, 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 no. But I, and the one thing I was looking on my phone to try to find uh, uh, team stats, how they did uh, win wise and win percentage in those years, because I I can only assume that they there was a, there has been an upswing. But whether there is or there whether there isn't, I think as Red Wing fans, uh, I think it is very reasonable, and not I'm mean, not just fans. I'm talking about. Uh, investors i'm talking about ownership i'm talking about management i'm talking about coaching staff i'm talking about the players that there has been enough uh, moves made positive moves that and there's been some growth with the young players that it is not out of unheard of to make a, a roster spot even if it's a second wild card spot and they just get it by one point make the playoffs i don't have win percentage but i do have points percentage for whatever that might be worth okay from our last playoff appearance, and that that year they did – that was, I think, the last year they made the playoffs because they did not under Blashill, if I remember, if I have this correct. No, that, okay, so 15-16 was the last year. All right, so I was off by a year or two. And, yeah, it, like the, the really where it just cratered was this, Stevie's first season here, and then it, it steadily got back up to uh, you're now – Points percentage wise, where you were in the uh, first year that they missed the playoffs. Yeah, just get yeah, points percentage. You have it just straight up points of how many. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right next to it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so 2019, 2020, how many points did that team? <laughs> 39. 39 points. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You only had 17 wins that whole season? Correct. Oh, God. Blow up that team. I mean, uh,. And well, then, they kind of have. <laughs> That's the whole idea. And then how many uh, points did they get the next year? 48, then 74, then 80. So there is an incline there. There is. It's a rather slow incline and uh, was yeah. not helped by the fact that it just continued to get worse and worse. Like, that, like the, Stevie's first year was the worst year of all of them. Mm-hmm. And it, so, it, it's gotten steadily better, but it, it, now is the time to take that next step. Yes. Like, I think uh, that is that is not an unreasonable statement. I think I think we all agree with that. I think Iserman himself would uh, agree with that. It, it's uh, he has enough time with this team. He has enough uh, his own fingerprints on it that it, it's time to make an honest push. And I th- really think they they can. You have the big uh, veteran presence of David Perron. He is going to be playing a big role with his team, just like he did last season. David Perron, I think. Uh, we're going to really see a lot from him. But then you have some uh, players who have been around the league. They're, they're definitely no uh, – it's not their first rodeo. Like Shane Gothlisbear, JT Comfer. Then you got some young pl- players who are entering their, you know, junior year, kind of like Lucas Raymond, uh, Mo Sider. 
and, and you got some younger players nipping at the heels. It, it's going to be it, an exciting year. I certainly hope it is. Like I'm, I'm rather looking forward to it. It's goaltending and defense. I, and I know that. Oh, oh, just goaltending, just defense. Huh? No, I mean obviously those are two big things, but. You gotta you gotta make sure that you give him every chance to win. And I mean, I mean, Billy Huso, he he wasn't lights out, but he gave you a chance to win. And now with James Reimer, who you know he's, he, you're, James Reimer and the Vezina Trophy are two names are never going to be synonymous. Nope, never. But you know, if if they put in Huso for fifty games and you have to rely on Reimer for thirty two, I'm okay with that. Well, as long as we get decent results out of Huso, anyway. I and mean, I mean, this is basically just a uh, uh, we're, we're waiting for the Sebastian Cosa show to start, which that could be as early as next season, or we might even see him uh, later on this season. I mean, do you, do you think he's, I don't think he's going to make it up here this season. We'll have to see. I know that he really had some growing to do with the prospects tournament. He was uh, he couldn't stop a beach ball. And, that, and I know, I know it's a prospects tournament, but still, it's still competitive hockey, and everybody was trying to make a good showing, and he did not. But in the ECHL, he, I mean, he he was he was lights out. I think it was like seven uh, seven wins in a row with a couple shoutouts in, in there. Uh, he was doing well for, with the uh, the the uh, Oil Kings. He's doing he's doing good at that level. He just got to make that next step, and he and he will. And that is going to be the final piece to that puzzle. I mean, we'll see if he does it in Grand Rapids this year because it looks like that is where he is projected to start. Yes. Look at that beard on him. So you can't see this on the radio, but man, Sebastian Cosa, he's got a beard on him. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Rather, rather beardly there. Yeah, his last year in Grand Rapids, not great. 557 goals against in Ooh. three games that he played. Ouch. ECHL was, well, he fared a little bit better, 256 with, uh, it looks like, 26 wins on the year. Yep. So, I mean, he has won some big games uh, when he's playing to that competition, but he's got, he's got to make those next steps. So, I mean, let's see what happens. He's going to get every opportunity he can in the AHL, and hopefully he really uh, makes that step forward because other than that, we, we were overladen with uh, a lot of prospects and goal, but not anymore. A lot of those guys have become busts. Yeah, that, that's kind of come and gone at this point. You're, you remember some of those guys that came through that were supposed to be the next big thing. Oh, well, yeah, Keith Petrozelli. That was supposed to be the guy. I don't know if he was he ever really supposed to be the guy, though. I know you were high I on was him. High you, were on con- him. you were convinced he was the guy. Oh, yeah. And that we I, never saw him. There, he decided he didn't want to play the, for the Wings, and he wanted to. Uh, uh, he didn't want to resign and want to take on uh, with another contract. I can't remember who he signed with, but you haven't heard his name yet, have you? No, no, nope, not guess, him, uh, not Caden Fulcher, not Caden like, Fulcher. Jesus, oh, you had to, you had to bring him up, didn't you? Yeah, like another one where you thought, oh, okay, this guy, he's going to be the guy. This well, is there's be also the Victor maker. Brodstrom. I remember a couple seasons, I was really high on that cat too. And it just all of a sudden, it's just like they he he's gone. They took he's he lives uh, with a nice family upstate. You hate to, you just hate to see it. Goaltending is a hard job. Tell Certainly. me I'm wrong. I I didn't tell you you were wrong. I mean, a Detroit goaltender, Detroit goaltender, and a Lions QB. 
and Detroit mayor. Those are three tough jobs in the city of Detroit. The three toughest, arguably. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Jared Goff's playing you to, to a playoff spot right now, the Lions, and you still got people calling for his ad. <laughs> are you are you joking right now? Oh yeah, no. There there's still people like we don't we, we don't need to keep him. We shouldn't extend him. He's a bum. He's a. It, it's mostly people. It, I we've expounded on this in the past. It's mostly people that can't admit that they were wrong about him in the first place. Yeah. That's that's just kind of how this goes, unfortunately. That's why I'm glad the GM position isn't by committee. I'm glad it's not. You know, uh, you have to go to the polls every day to decide. Uh, what, let the GM be the GM. You ain't kidding there, man. No, no good comes from that. No it's like a nervous and solid state radio. Here's the struts, your local alternative is solid state radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. I'm Sean Cantwell. That is Adam Harehog. So strut, her strut, Bob Seger. My brother went to see a Bob Seger tribute act uh, the other day. Sounds oh, lame. Yeah, pretty much. Considering <laughs> that he's seen the real Bob Seger. But, you know, Sounds even lamer. He had tickets to see them and the Eagles tribute act. He, and he and I have never really been... Big Eagles fan. In fact, he's like, I thought that was a Don Henley song. <laughs> it's an Eagles song. I thought that was a Joe Walsh song. Oh, it's a... But he, he said the Eagles tribute act did really, really good. Bob Seger tribute act, not so much. My brother's pretty, he's a Bob Seger fan, so he's kind of a, a, a stickler, I guess. Yeah, see, this is why like, I, I, I don't get on board with the tribute act thing. Like, First off, hey, there shouldn't be a tribute act that exists of a band that still cor- currently exists and or touring. Yep. Okay. Can I just put that out there? Yes. Like, if I can go and see the actual band, even if it is just the original drummer at this point, like, <laughs> I don't really need the. See, this is where like they need to make a new Spinal Tap. They made a new movie of everything else, Spinal Tap movie, and in my head, their Spinal Tap's playing a festival, and the festi- and their their crowd is like a hundred people maybe. That's because everybody at the fairgrounds is on the other side of the place watching a Spinal Tap tribute act. That seems <laughs> that seems so very on the nose, really. It and does. You, you get like you get like a you know call like Dirty Honey to play the part of the Spinal Tap tribute act, right? <laughs> now that would be so totally on brand. I could see that. I'd love. I kind of would like to see it. Now i I will say that I have enjoyed some tribute acts. I am very critical of them, but I have seen uh, very. Some, Years ago, and I'm talking like Drew and I were in Windsor, and we saw an ABBA Bee Gees tribute act. Two acts you can't see anymore. You can't yeah. see them anymore. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. I've seen a Kiss tribute act, but it's like, yeah, I've seen Kiss and everything else. So you've seen actual Kiss I've multiple seen, times. I've, I've seen actual Kiss, yeah. So that was okay, but I don't know. I mean, I, I might go see a, a Motley Crue tribute act just to hear like the, the song sound properly. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Somebody uh, actually sings the songs? I don't, I don't know. Novel concept. Crazy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. A Molly Crew tribute couldn't possibly be worse than actual Vince Neil singing Molly Crew songs. But, I mean, you brought up a good point. A tribute act of a band you couldn't see anymore. Like, I would love to, even though I've seen the Ramones, I'd go see a Ramones tribute act. I think that'd be a lot, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it would. Like, 
I, I, I have seen, like, how well, who, what is it, the Crowfoot does that that thing every Halloween where they, like, have a local band, like, do a set as a... Oh, yes, Detroit, uh, X Detroit, Detroit with Detroit or something like that. Well, that was a different thing, but no, like, they do around Halloween every year, uh, was it, Creepy Cheapy or whatever it is. Oh. I know a couple, uh, I think a couple bands we played on the station have done that, where they do, like, a set as, like, a, you know, like, actual, like, known artist or whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I have to see, because I, I know we've had some bands that have played on sessions in the past that have taken part in that show. That, that would be a... That would be a I mean, they don't try... I don't think they try to look like them. I think they just uh, play the songs, which, which is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm also entirely fine with that, because like, you're not going to pull off most of... I mean, I will admit it also is a Halloween show, so they might... A lot of them, I think, do actually try and... You Pull know, off the like, look and everything else, yeah. Yeah, like I see this year, Billy Gunther and the Midrust Riders are doing it as ACDC. You've played it. What? <laughs> you are lying. I am Billy not. Gunther as ACDC? I like, am as shocked as you are. I don't, I don't see him singing that kind of stuff. You, you think that's weird? Mike Leslie, mm-hmm. formerly of Candlebox, is apparently doing a set as Paramore. <laughs> you explain to me how that works. <laughs> Let's get him on the phone. Mike, what's going on? I was drunk when I, I, was, I didn't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, no, that, that, that is honestly got a thing. And I don't think, I don't know too many of the other acts that are playing this year, <clears throat> but we have seen some in the past where they were, didn't I think, uh, I want to say Jimmy Hayesman and his group went on as, uh, Witten did something, but I think theirs was more hip hop because they had, uh, uh, was it Dan Amboy Dan with Boy. them? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying I don't know if you think it been like an Eminem thing or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I remember. I recall seeing something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's it, it's a thing. Like it it could be a cool thing. Like in in some circumstances, but for the most part, like I'm not looking to see a band. Like every other time I've seen like a tribute act, like either they don't look like them or they don't sound like them. I saw a Beatles tribute act where uh, George Harrison was played by a woman. Okay, well, I mean, they they have that, too. There's the all-female, like, Zeppelin group, too. I don't think they try to look like them. They're just hot women that look that play Zeppelin. I mean, Or, like, the I, uh, Iron Maidens, the uh, Iron Maiden. Tri- oh, right. Every one of them is a smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, my, Adam's going to need a moment here. Yeah, hang on a second. And I'm done. Um, <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I would say uh, there is that one Prince tribute act, and I've seen Prince, but yeah, uh, that is coming to the machine shop a couple I think times. These, oh. Didn't they already play at the shop? Like maybe relatively recently. That or and I the last tribute act that I saw was a couple of years ago at the Whiting. I saw a Queen tribute act. That was we couldn't see Queen anymore. Freddie's been dead. Well, I mean, you can actually still technically see Queen. Uh, I've seen uh, some footage from the Adam Lambert with Queen, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I would mean, definitely go see it. I mean, that's that is still the band, just with a a, a different dude as Freddie Mercury, and it makes well, honestly more sense in the Paul Rogers era. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I can't, and I'm a big Paul Rogers fan. I, I he's in my top five vocalists of all times, but Adam Lambert, I'm not even saying as Freddie Mercury, he's just the singer for Queen, and it just it makes sense. It does sounds so much like him, and he does kind of take on the look too, apparently. There was a couple. There was a, the last tour, not the current one, <clears throat> but the last tour. He had the mustache going on, where yep. he understood the assignment. People can, can kind of just like, kick back, 
and and pretend it's 1982 again. Yeah. Or uh, Live Aid kind of stuff. Uh, but now this last tour, I saw some footage when they were playing in Toronto, mm-hmm. and he kind of came out in like this robotic kind of suit and everything else. I mean, it's showmanship. It's flamboyancy. It's what you expect from the lead singer of Queen. It's everything, yeah, you would expect that and really hope for it. I mean, honestly. you got you to think that Freddie Mercury is looking down and be like, that bitch doing a great job. <laughs> right. No, without a doubt. Like, you, you're absolutely right. He understood the assignment completely. Yep. And then, of course, the footage I saw, because I'm a big fan of watching the start of concerts and stuff like that, but Brian May... Uh, Roger, uh, not uh, Roger. Uh, help me out here. Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor. Thank you. Uh, fantastic. Still, still on their game. Yeah, the band absolutely still kills. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, here's Cleopatra, your local alternative is South State Radio. There's Lovejoy, your local alternative, South State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. Okay, so uh, I know morality rarely ever uh, peeks its head out at this show. Never. And we've talked about, or at least I've talked about, expecting people to be pure as a driven snow, especially when it comes to like politics and musicians. You expect and, a lot I, from people. I, I I don't expect them to be pure as a driven snow. I don't expect. I expect a I, I expect a normal human being to have uh, some moments where they just let loose. Well, anyway, there's an honor student at a Louisiana high school. She had her scholarship endorsement taken away after a video showed up of her twerking at a homecoming after party. At an after party? After party. According to a report, 17-year-old senior Kaylee Timone had her scholarship taken away and was removed as Student Government Association president because of a video posted by a DJ at a private party Timone was attending. See, that's first off, that's the DJ's fault for going and videotaping the party. Yeah, what are you doing videotaping 17-year-old girls? Yeah, that already is questionable, man. Yeah, the video, which has since been deleted from social media, had shown I'm sure it has. dancing at a homecoming party with friends. The DJ who had posted the video said he felt that the dancing was not bad, and it was just kids having fun. Timonay's mother was also in attendance at the dance and says she felt the dancing was not worthy of stripping those accolades from her daughter. Apparently, school officials felt otherwise, called Timone into the office to discuss the video. You can get the full report. So so she got stripped of a a college scholarship? College scholarship. What school, what Jesus school was she going to where they had such a huge issue with this? I'm I'm keeping reading, and they're not saying. Or was the scholarship through the school, or? Maybe. You see, uh, the local community is gathering in support of Team Anae and are actually selling shirts with slogans in favor of her dancing. The family is still working on things with the school and officials. Uh, let me see. Like, I don't care what your thoughts are as far as, okay, should the kids be out there twerking? I don't know. Probably not. I don't really care. Uh, let me propose this question to you. Is there worse things she could have been doing? A lot worse things she could have been doing. I mean, twerking, uh, I know you're hip on all the new lingo of all the kids do. In fact, you, you've probably been known to twerk in the privacy of your home, own home. No, uh, no, I, I do not. She, I, they didn't say anything about her being in any kind of a state of undress. There's no sexual act on, a, uh, on another boy. Not there's like she no, was on drugs no or anything? Dr- there's no drugs involved. There's no alcohol involved. She was doing a popular dance 
that has infiltrated uh, for better or for worse, yeah, and often for better. It has it has deeply penetrated no. <laughs> 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 the, the 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 dancing of of its time. She might have even been twerking as kind of uh, uh, ironically, kind of you know, kind of making fun of it. Who knows? She was on her time. She's on her. You know what happen? What would happen if seventeen years old and I had a scholarship and they followed me on my private time? I wouldn't have a scholarship. I'll tell you that damn much. Well, you didn't have a scholarship, so <laughs> no, I mean. no, no, no. Your valedictorian that you think is fantastic, don't go through his uh, internet history. Don't go through her phone. Don't yeah. go, don't go and see what pictures she's been sending to guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to know these things. Yeah, your your son who's on the honor roll. Uh, he's got Jergen hand lotion on the bed. Yeah, you don't just, want to know why. Yeah, don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah, just just assume that he has the softest hands known to man. Yep. It just happens. Let the kids be kids. You know what really bummed me out? If we elected somebody who was absolutely one hundred percent. Perfect. Or if I worked for somebody who was 100, absolutely perfect. Thankfully, you don't here. Uh, no. By any means. No. Good no, in Lord. fact, uh, in fact, I feel morally superior to everybody here at Solid State Radio. That's uh, fair. <laughs> so, but I mean, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to associate with somebody who. Uh, I'm not gonna say, oh, I, I only hang out with sinners, but you know, I I only do hang out uh, with sinners. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually on the job application. How many sins have you committed today? I was like, well, i got to be honest. Welcome aboard. <laughs> the more the better. You're oh, really you're trying to oh, beat the high score yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. How many commandments did you? <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah, even the coveted somebody's wife. Wow, even the graven images, the whole uh, thing? Like, oh, my God, yeah, man. Great, that's, oh, yeah. That <laughs> I showed up with, at my uh, interview for Solid State Radio with a big old uh, tea, a golden tiki uh, medallions like uh, <laughs> this is Bubba. I pray to him. <laughs> <laughs> you went the extra mile, and that I appreciate. Man. It's like, oh, you haven't coveted anybody's wife, have you? Here's pictures of Rachel. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you see what you know? What I'm talking about here. I mean, it's has has she done anything wrong? No, no, Morality, not at all. Nothing illegal, and they're going to strip a scholarship. From her, uh, like was, that seems like you're trying to like condemn her to a life of you know having to having to twerk her way through college for money. I mean, I guess if that's what you want, <laughs> then fine. But don't it, act like you're you know at that point morally superior when you're going when you're going to the club to check her out. <laughs> and you know, coming to the stage, the valedictorian. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, guys, I'm serious. This one's definitely in school. <laughs> but, I mean, who was it? Alexandria Cortez. Uh, they gave her a lot of flack because... Yeah. Our milkshake brings all the bows to the yard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow, you were quick with that trigger. <laughs> I uh, they gave her a bunch of uh, crap because they had a video of her dancing. Oh, oh my God. Oh. And she she took it all in stride. Why, why do we expect... We're just shocked these people have a life outside of academics, work, 
Right. It's not like she was. It's not like she was. You know, Lauren Boebert going and uh, pulling the last Morissette at a theater or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with a what is going on? In there? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Even Beetle, he's just throwing his wig off. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Day, oh, day, oh crap! <laughs> what is she doing? She's peeling his, all oh, under peeling his banana, <laughs> making banana cry. <laughs> I, I smell vaping. Who's vaping in here? <laughs> and, and you know what? I mean, Lauren Brobert. Not that I think she's an upstanding human being by any stretch of the imagination. Because she's not. And I mean. She wants to give some guy handy. Hey, you know what? All for it, but not in a public place. Yeah. You want to vape? Go for it. Now, if they were absolutely, to say, if they were well, to say, not going to suck and sell. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if they had like a video of Lauren Brobert in a car or in the privacy of her own house, peeling somebody's potato, I'd have like, right. you know what? I'll climb every pole I want. <laughs> <laughs> Actual audio from Lauren Brober. Uh, it's true. Go for it. Go for it. I would not say, oh, she should be removed from any office because, no, no, she should not. Yeah, at that point, she's not doing anything illegal. No. Now she, but you're sitting in a in a public theater and all of a sudden. Yo, Polly wants some dick. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a problem. I forget about these drops. We need to have a drop day. <laughs> Just go through all of these. It wouldn't be probably good for the listeners, but I would have a blast, and that's all that matters. Yeah, you would enjoy it immensely. Uh, immensely. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so much fun all the way around. Yes, yeah, Sean, you're right. I hate yeah, that Sean, one. Right. Oh, I hate that one because you whipped that one out of <laughs> terrible times. I know, I know. I'm just I'm, I'm the best. What can I say? <laughs> I'm really good about that. I like a hot steamy sausage whenever I can get it. <laughs> wow, was I in an echo room at that point? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, let's get one more take. <laughs> you were just like up on top of the mic. This, this is like early in the show where we didn't have like good equipment at all, and we at a station that had even worse equipment than we did. <laughs> Oh, was that in uh, Lapeer or was that? Well, that that was well that that was uh, we were in Lapeer already. Oh, but we were doing say. the show on the Flint station, I think. God, I hope I wouldn't say something like that. <laughs> WFOV or Tom Sumner's place. You would think. I don't know. I just really love the dick. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't. Man, I will never run for president. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will never be able to run for president. Sean would be like, ah, $50,000 a drop. Okay, come on. Is this- Adam Hairhuck wants to run as president. Do you really want a president that says, Oh, mate. Oh, blimey. Stick it up, me bum. Just give me a good roger in. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to lead the free world, but can you really trust a leader that says this? Stick it up, mate. <laughs> Can you really trust this man to lead America? I think not. <laughs> Paid for by everybody. <laughs> Paid for by literal everybody. Republicans, super Democrats. Super bitch. <laughs> the super bitch, super pack. Super bitch. Oh, God, I just act, literally cracked my own back laughing. That's how I know we did it right. It, <laughs> It is. Uh, 
<laughs> if I hear kiss one more time, I'm going to slip my wrist. <laughs> That's the one he's probably most embarrassed about, really. <laughs> Actual audio Max wife. <laughs> it is Happy Hour, your local alternative, South State Radio. Plaminia. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, I'm going to die over here. Foster the people. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahawk. And uh, I, who I am isn't important right now, so let's just move on. There are a lot of women that saying finding uh, eligible bachelors, finding men out there is difficult. and To the point where you have heard stories where women have ha- held a, like, romantic interest in like the Golden Gate Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge. I, I don't understand these people. Like, these people have a mental disorder, man. Uh, I Well, it's not for me to judge. I will. But I, I however, will totally judge. I am judging <laughs> you right now. Well, here's You're some, a weirdo. Uh, okay. I, I, hey, I'm not marrying the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, you I might. don't want I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty girl. Uh, you going, might. If anything, I'm going for the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's me again. I took the ferry. I got all the way over here. You're going to give up some of the, Lift up that green dress. Or, no. um, well, well, it's not going to suck itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a woman who is on a mission. And her mission is to bang every roller coaster in North America. When I say bang, I mean F it. She wants to uh, know it biblically. One Thirsty Theme Park. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she wants to get it on with every roller coaster in North America. One Thirsty Theme Park attendee allegedly took the concept of riding roller coasters a little too literally. I would say so. (laughs) Sparking backlash after admitting to enjoying a few uncomfortably thrilling thrill rides on a private Twitter account. uh, She headed to Twitter with a stark word of warning for fans of thrill rides informing them of Ripley and Hendrickson. A roller coaster fetish with quite the penchant for hooking up with coasters. A kink that reportedly landed her a band from Six Flags New England. <laughs> As well it should have. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> uh, they began their post. So I u- don't usually do call out posts, but I feel the need to warn y'all of someone who I believe is a dangerous and unstable person. This person has been known to sneak into restricted areas around coasters and do... Things of a sexual nature to them. They noted that they had not personally caught Hendrickson in the act. They had read all about her high-speed exploits on her private Twitter account. Okay, I don't even want to know how what you were looking for to find that information. I mean, I assume she didn't tag the amusement park in her post or anything. Uh, I, I'm just... I got it from E-Bombs World. No, no, I'm oh, yeah. saying how did they find oh. out... Like they they were just they were just. Oh, I wonder if anyone's ever tried to to screw one of our roller coasters and found her Twitter account. That that's what I'm getting at here. Okay, so uh, no, uh, let me see. Beyond regularly updating her ever growing list of R C I L F's roller coasters, I'd like to. She appeared to have the hots for a Wicked Cyclone, a steel hybrid coaster stationed in Aguam, Massachusetts theme park. And her lists are as, oh, roller coasters I'm going to visit and ha- maybe have wink wink fun one, one day. Some of which I've done already. Scream, Wissy, Medusa, Steel Coaster, Medusa. I don't know what are these are all from. 
I don't either. I don't think I want to know. Little do they know I'm dominating the coaster we're riding with my C. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, because uh, it proceeds by, I came so, ma- okay, wow. We see you are incredible. She allegedly wrote a screenshot dating back to mid-August, though she admitted that a fellow writer caught me moaning. <laughs> I bet you did. I'm We're trying to expose ourselves. <laughs> this experience was apparently so orgasmic that she decided to head back to the park the following day for a few more rounds. <laughs> She's like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I get the door? Dim the lights, everybody. <laughs> Wissy, you're amazing. That was good. Better than any sex I've had with anybody else. Uh, How? How did you get, like, she's grinding on the seat and everything else, and then it's going up and down, and the rattling and everything else. I'm, yeah. That seems highly dangerous. I mean, that, yeah. that seems like, you know, that's a good way to fall, like, to plunge, like, 100 feet off the top of a goddamn roller coaster. She's just grinding herself up against something, and, and somebody's like, she's being indecent in public with this stuff, and she risks exposing herself to unconsenting adults and children. I don't think she cares at who she exposes herself she probably, to. It's probably a, that's the idea. We're trying to expose ourselves. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> She'd probably get off on that, right? I'm sure she does. So, I'm just glad they shut down Small World over at Disney World because that'd just be kind of creepy, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's a small world, and oh, good lord! <laughs> Come on down to Cedar Point, baby. We got everything. We got Mean Streak for you. Good Lord. Just when I think I can't have any less faith in the human race, (laughs) the human race manages to prove me wrong. She's already been to Cedar Point because it's just like, oh, Millennium Force. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Top thrill drag strip or whatever. What's going on? Drag strip with my landing strip. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, she's probably got like, you know, a lifetime. uh, uh, admittance to every place in there, every uh, amusement park. She's probably banned from most of them at this point. Good Lord, I bet you she really changed the smell of Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> and when she's feeling really naughty, yeah, she'll take the long ride. <laughs> Jesus. I I bet she will. <laughs> Like being in a romantic relationship with this woman, where you been? I, I, I was, I was out. I smell cotton candy. I smell corn dogs. You whore! <laughs> you were out begging the Millennium Force again, what, what, weren't you? What was it? What was it? What was it? The blue streak. That old son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, like seventy years old? You whore! <laughs> <laughs> you know decency. Yeah, Cyclone from Coney Island. <laughs> from Coney Island. Yeah. Banged your niece on the back of my car. Give her a couple beers. She'll go with it. <laughs> I, I just heard some banger on the car. Like, okay, th- there, there might be something here. There was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like that. I, that was a nice little blast from the past. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, 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 he's got to follow that. What do you mean? Like... <laughs> He's doing the best she can. This stupid bitch, she keeps throwing her arms out. Wee! <laughs> That's six red flags right there. <laughs> That's good. Six red flags like that. That's actually probably more than that, but you know. yeah. Good uh, God. That, I, 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 
hey, you know what? Look at the bright side. I mean, usually a roller coaster lasts like two and a half minutes. You got it that beat by like 50 seconds, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there there's some things you can't really live up to. Like she gets off of. <laughs> I mean, you you do you you will have to uh, kind of appease her, so you have to make her wait like a really long line, and then when you get up there, you know, you got to like fasten her in, give her a good two and a half minutes, let her like walk out, and then offer a picture of her enjoying the ride. <laughs> 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 oh, you, you know when she goes to her house, it's everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's me at Disney World. That's Disneyland. Disney World Tokyo. <laughs> oh, it's, it's... Uh, I was I was at Demon Drop, but we had to cut that one off. <laughs> that was such an abusive relationship. Was so needy. <laughs> it really was. It's all keep the hands inside and all all time. Oh. Blah blah blah. So <laughs> controlling. Keep my hands inside this ride at all times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it up and moved on me. <laughs> it's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Stick around. That D. I need the D so bad. Can we go ahead and isolate that? Drop the D. <laughs> I need a diddly D. Jack Daniels! Lamidia. That's it. It's over. Screw you. Jack Daniels! It is happy hour at South State Radio. Get set to get the hell out of Dodge here on a Thursday afternoon. And I think it's pretty obvious to everybody probably what we're both going to be watching tonight. Thursday night football. Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Kelsey's not playing. What? Kelsey's uh, out with an injury. But apparently, uh, Taylor Swift is still in. in she there. she's still going to be there. So you're going to get to see no less than twenty, you know, shots of her in the audience. And you know, <laughs> clearly that's going to be a great game because they're they're taking on what dumpster fire? Oh, that's right, they're playing the Broncos, the Bronco. dumpster fire team of the uh, NFL right now. No, let's be honest. We're all going to be watching the Red Wings tonight. Go Wings! We're back at it tomorrow afternoon at 3. We've got unsolicited advice, the picks. We'll be talking all about last night, tonight's game, I'm sure. And really, whatever the hell we have time for. I'll be in well. Talk to you then. See ya!